You are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. This is exciting. Uh, I'm talking to Kevin from Hive.ai. Uh, this is a LinkedIn live session, and we're going to speak about content moderation, trust and safety, and all the good things that Hive.ai is doing. Uh, my name is Akash Pugalia. I lead the trust and safety practice here at Teleperformance, and uh, really excited to have this conversation with Kevin. Um, Kevin, why don't you introduce yourself? Sounds good. Hi, Akash. Thanks for having me here, and uh, nice to see a, a very group of, of attendees. And hopefully, you all uh, learn something insightful from our chat. Um, yeah, quick intro. Uh, I am the co-founder and CEO here at Hive. We are a Series D uh, startup specializing in offering a variety of AI models. Uh, our most well-known set of products is in the content moderation space. Uh, where we work with hundreds of partners today processing billions of pieces of content through our automated models but of course oftentimes we'll work with um uh, you know partners like uh teleperformance as well to augment our ai models with you know some level of, of human understanding too so yeah, happy to happy to discuss today and see what the uh, mutual learning might come out of it yeah i'm very excited about it and i, I think our partnership really uh, complements each other where you know hive.ai brings in the technology animal uh, element to uh, some of our clients who are maybe uh, do not have such a good stack of technology which can help in uh, you know moderating the content so you know let me ask you a couple of questions uh, kevin that i'm i i've been thinking about so from a hive standpoint right how did you uh, come up with the idea of Hive that, you know, we need to look at the content that is there online, the toxicity, uh, the badness of that content? And how did you come about that idea to create Hive.ai? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, you know, our investors like to uh, say that we have some of the best, you know, founder product fit that they see. And the reason for this is when we got into this in the early years, uh, so my background is I was at Stanford, my co-founder, we were both studying computer vision AI. We, we actually didn't build this company to start. This company that now you see as high actually began as a consumer app. So we had this video chat app. We had users that could go on and do, uh, you meet new people. And we were using AI back then to actually do things like social discovery. Um, and along the way, it got pretty popular. But we started to face our own issues around content moderation. And we tried using these open source models uh, that we could find. Um, none of that worked. And then mm -hmm. we talked to a few you know, partners to provide human uh, services. And at the time we were a small startup, it was too expensive. And so we were uh, compelled to go ahead and build it ourselves. And so, uh, you know, that's what we did. We, we, we trained and built our own models from, from the beginning, deployed it for ourselves. And at some point, our competitor apps actually had heard what we had built, asked if they, could, if they could buy those APIs from us. And so the side hustle of selling content moderation services was born almost as an accident, right? Uh -huh. um, and then at some point, you know, we looked at our two businesses and we saw the APIs we were selling to our customers was going actually at a faster pace than our, even our own app. And we realized maybe if we weren't cut out to build our own consumer app, we could help power a whole new generation of companies. And so at the end of 2017, that's when we made the switch to pivot fully into what you now see um, as Hive. So a uh, very personal journey uh, for us. We live through these challenges. When we talk to uh, our customers and they tell us about the problems they're dealing with, vast amount of uh, scale of the data, the difficulty of building accurate models, we can empathize, uh, you know, in, in a very real way. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. I, I, I think, you know, on the trust and safety content moderation side, when we look at uh, moderating content through humans, uh, you know, there are a lot of challenges on 
how do we do policy enforcement so from a high standpoint right i think this is something that i always uh, think about uh, how does ai takes context into account uh, you know different i i think the language part is probably the easier part but then how do you look at the context of the spoken language um how do you overcome those type of situations mm -hmm. yeah so uh you know our our approach really is to be a fully comprehensive uh package for understanding content we do image video text audio live content as well. Um, mm -hmm. We handle everything all in kind of in, in one shop. And that gives us a pretty big advantage because that allows us to basically work with the partners and take in everything that they uh, give us from their user kind of generated uh, perspective. And we can understand it all with our different models and return the results in every modality, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's really important because sometimes what someone says, what they, you know, what they produce in an image, what they type in text, uh, these all provide different inputs and mm -hmm. then collectively they can provide a better judgment on the user. So our, our models really are on that level of human level understanding uh, for each of these content types. Now, with that being said, there's always going to be some amount of nuance and complications that will arise. Um, this is where I think some people, when they think about AI models, they think of, you know, some sort of Terminator-esque world where, yeah. you know, machines are running everything and, you know, they've reached, you know, full control and, yeah. uh, you know, self-intelligence. But that's that we're very far from that. Maybe we'll never get there, honestly. Yeah. Uh, models are fairly in a way rudimentary they're very narrow and they're focused and they can do pretty much only what they're told and trained to do and everything beyond that that requires more creativity always be the domain of, of humans right and i think we've seen that uh over the last year especially where despite you know companies investing tremendously into more and more automated solutions there's still a lot of things looking through the cracks and even more investment needs to be made on the human side as well. So from our perspective, the last year has, has shown that really uh, this market just continues to become to be bigger on all fronts. You know, I think decisions like ours will continue to grow in prominence, but uh, we've also seen a large demand for more specialized human uh, partnerships as well to figure out how to deal with things like misinformation, which I would say that are, you know, from, from an ML model, that's very difficult to do, right? Things are changing quickly. Sometimes it's very subjective. Yes. Um, I'm not sure the ML models will do a great job of that, whereas they train, set a, a human-trained, uh, you know, annotators could do a much better job. And so, you know, I'm curious, what have you seen the last year? Obviously, we're in a situation now where uh, there's a few different factors, right? There's obviously content continues to increase at a, a dramatic yes. rate, but at the same time, obviously, we we all know right now the macro conditions are are dicey. Companies are cutting costs. How, how has that affected your approach to working with partners? I, I, you know, you uh, hit the nail on its head. I think over the last two years, there are multiple things that have happened. Uh, one, because of COVID, I think this market was supposed to be that it could only happen in the office because of the egregiousness of the content. But I think companies have really pivoted during COVID to understand what could be done from office and what could be done from home. I think that has been the one of the biggest uh, learnings uh, during COVID for content moderation space. Another one that you talked about is misinformation, disinformation. I think uh, with content complexity increasing, a lot of you know the text-based and uh, image-based content is reducing, while video-based content, live streaming uh, is increasing. And that is what we are seeing in our uh, clients, in the volumes that our clients are seeing as well. Third is the context. Um, 
it is extremely relevant for having the context of where the video is getting generated. So, uh, you know, clients are asking more and more about moving away from, you know, established locations like San Francisco Bay Area or Dublin, and then looking at where you can get context uh, of the people for the languages that they know, as well as the underlying uh, slangs, et cetera, that are used. So I think with COVID, I, with uh, the advent, this whole new market which has opened up from a human standpoint right you can now go to africa you can go to eastern europe you can go to latin america and you are able to get the same uh, amount of moderation done with great skills but then uh, at a slightly affordable more affordable cost right so i think mm -hmm. that has really changed uh, the scenario completely the other thing i'll say is e-commerce uh, so there is a lot of trust and safety work content moderation work that happened on e-commerce and Again, because of the COVID lockdowns, that has propelled uh, significantly. I think with the with the inflation now hitting, I think that's coming down in terms of uh, volume. But uh, you know, those were the two or three things that we saw. In fact, even gaming, right? Um, because everyone was stuck at home, uh, they started. A lot of people started uh, gaming, which probably they wouldn't have started. So. Uh, and all of those areas, obviously, you you know it better that the. the, the lots of challenges in those areas with misinformation disinformation with violent content with sexual nudity content with you know uh, fake news um, uh, you you name it and it's there so you know our teams have really pivoted into where we could find the right talent the best talent uh, for the work that our clients are asking and yeah so i'm i'm really uh, seeing the change happening you touched upon one thing kevin um, which i always it's a crystal ball. I always think that, right? So you touched upon it that will this content that is there, will it ever get moderated completely through bots or through the AI systems or through the classifiers? And my personal view is that, you know, while it is getting better, the content is also getting more complicated, right? It is becoming more difficult. And I don't think that in the next five, seven, 10 years, uh, we'll reach a place where, um, uh, everything will uh, be done by uh, just the machine. So it's a big blend. Uh, it's a mix of, you know, the AI moderation as well as the human moderation. What's your view, Kevin, on this? Yeah. Yeah, I think to be more specific, the way you can view it is, um, well, so first I agree. I, I think this this will never be fully solved by models. And kind of my previous point, models are kind of narrow. And so with misinformation, what's true and, and not true, I mean, as new facts emerge, as new public discourse happens, that may change. And so yeah. uh, for that type of problem, you're going to need uh, a specially trained workforce that is able to evolve with the times and adapt. So this is what we may see in the in the media. I think, you know, obviously this has become a very, uh, problem with like Elon buying Twitter. He's saying yeah. that he just wants to replace all Twitter moderation with just, you know, a, a, a model effectively. Well, yeah. I, I think high level, obviously I'm, I'm for using more yes. models. Um, that's also too much, right? There will always be some level of, of human involvement. Uh, I, Kevin, thank you so much for your insights. You know, it's always a pleasure to speak with you and, you know, tap into your brain and see how you're looking at the industry and how you are designing the new models uh, for the future. Uh, you know, it's a great partnership that we have. And I really look forward to continuously working with you and your team. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And for the people who have joined live, uh, I really appreciate all of you who've joined from all over the world. Uh, hope this was informative uh, for uh, all of you. Uh, Kevin, any last words from you? Yeah, I think it's good. It was, it was a pleasure chatting as well. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Kevin.
What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.